Welcome to the New Media Show, where each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, UTC plus 4, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee take their over 30 combined years of leadership in the podcasting space to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the current podcasting news, forecasts, trends, and predictions. Now here are your hosts, Academy of Podcasting Hall of Famers, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. Hey Rob, how are you doing? Welcome back. It's uh, it's Wednesday and it's new media show time. Yes, it is. It's great to be back, Todd. You know, uh, I got my replacement trophy ordered. You did. I haven't done that yet, but I that's yeah. Did that's you on, on you, the docket? You know, know do. what you want to know what the price is? I would imagine it's expensive. Two fifty five. Wow. <laughs> I think I just might keep the one I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not surprised at all. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not but they were Johnny on the spot responsive. So uh, it was good. But anyway, people don't care about that. How, so you were asking me, how's it going when you uh, popped into, th- I'm like, I said I was busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I don't know if that's politically correct or not, but that's how busy I am. It does get the mind thinking a little bit. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, busy, 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 busy. And um, I I think that, uh, you know, a lot of follow-up discussions from Podcast Movement, we're still clearing the cue on that and then lo and behold i'm like next week we're going to vegas baby i know that's true and ab coming up fast that's right so what day do you fly out to vegas i'm i'm getting in there on the 22nd of of um april so. so you get i get there on thursday the 21st oh you're getting there one day early okay. yeah and um so anyway it's uh it is what it is, but seven days in Vegas for anybody is too much. That's, that that is a lot. I have to admit. <laughs> for yeah, those that have been there many times, I I I'm pretty sure you'll understand what we're saying. It just gets a little much after a while. Yeah, it's yeah. the the noise assault on one's ears is just. Yeah, but I think there should be hazardous duty pay for having to spend more than three days there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's such a big convention center, too. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, about it. it is. And I guess we are going to be not only live or re- on a stage once, but I heard now twice. Is that yeah. correct? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I've been following the emails vicariously. So tell me what's this all about. The 24th of April, we're going to be on stage from 3 to 4.30 p.m., and that's Pacific Standard Time. Uh-huh. And then again on the 26th from 3 to 4.30 p.m. So, so tw- twice. <laughs> twice in three days. Yeah, right. Oh, so, and we're not going to be live, though. From what I gather, that's not on the docket right now, but it's going to be all fully recorded, so we'll be able to get a copy of everything and push it out as an audio and video podcast. So Are it's just we- a matter of getting up on stage and doing the show for 90 minutes twice. Are we going to be able to have enough people attending to do the show twice? I figure, yeah, actually I'm, I'm working with the NAB team to come up with a, a, a few more guests for us. So, okay. so I've got a couple booked already. It's just a matter. Of, I, 
I'm, I don't want to announce it quite yet, but, All right. um, but I, I'm going to get a couple more. So I would at least want to get two additional guests on each session. Um, so it'll be a total of four of us up on stage. Um, so how, how is it so. we get three hours on the main NAB live stage? How, how, how is, explain that to me. Uh, knowing place people in places is the only uh, explanation I can give you. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you, Josh. And, yeah. 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 So, cause that's like a pretty prominent spot on the floor. We're going to get some serious traffic. So do we need to have a pull up or something? Do we need to order something for the show? When you say order something, are you thinking like some sort of prop or something? Yeah, like, some sort of pull up or something or something with the logo or. Uh, I mean, I think you have one. Do I have one? For you've, the... you've brought one to shows before. Yeah, uh, it's this sign back here, but it's not right. a. I don't know if I'd, that, I. It's not like a pull up stand or anything. No, that's true. That's true. I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. I'll find out more. Um, tomorrow when I do my call with, with the team there to find out if we're going to have any visuals behind us or we're going to be able to have any kind of graphics displayed behind us. I mean, it may just be, it's just us on stage. So, or yeah, I was just thinking a way to maximize our exposure here. So, Mm, well, that's, that's cool. So, uh, I, I order some swag in so at least we can have some, I don't know. It's going to have to hurry because time is tight, but I'll order some more swag in. So we have at least something to give away. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it'll be good. It won't be too far away from our booth. So we'll be leaving our, um, our cohorts behind, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but that shouldn't be too long. All right. So it's Sunday from Sunday, the 24th, six. Oh yeah. Fourth and the 26th. And both at the same time. Yeah, three to four thirty. Three to four thirty, and also I heard we're working on a meetup too for Vegas. Yeah, actually, it's going to be in combination with the podcast movement folks. So it's the same time, the night of the twenty sixth. So the t- night of the twenty sixth, uh, that's Tuesday. What mm-hmm. what time is that? I believe the podcast movement meetup is going from seven to nine. Seven to nine. Do we know where? Uh, yeah, I don't know where I have to talk my head. So right this minute. we need to get that Let's info see. so we can get Aaron, that in me, the, in the show notes so that people let me see if I can pull that up here really quick. And, and by the way, we did get the video for podcast movement evolutions. The blog post has been updated. So those of you, if you wanted to see our main stage presence, which is uh quite beautiful, um, definitely look at newmediashow.com and get the, Get the, get the skinny. Yeah. So the podcast movement meetup slash, uh, new media show meetup is going to be at the Nevada brew works, uh, is the name of it. Nevada brew works. Um, and you're coordinating also with the Las Vegas podcaster group too, right? Yeah. They're also going to be converging on the podcast movement event as well. Okay. So, yeah. And my understanding is that event might be sponsored by somebody. By somebody. Right. Okay. So we don't know sure who. who might be a competitor. Right. Who knows? We don't know, but we'll any, see. Well, anyway, so we're, <laughs> we're representing the new media show at the podcast movement event. We're not representing lip. Well, 
you know, lipson or blueberry, right? right. But, you know, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, that's all right. Yeah. So uh, awesome. So if you're going to be at NAB, come on down. We want to see you. Of course, come and see Rob and I for business at our booths, our respective booths as well. In the uh, out on West, they call it West. We're in, we're in West. So just in search, the back, yeah, in the West. <laughs> so search for Blueberry and search for Libsyn, and you'll find us. And there's a couple other folks that are going to be there. I've actually I'm booking meetings right now with uh, mm-hmm. with companies that want to come wine and dine us. One of them is a journalist organization. Ah, yeah. I think I saw something. Oh, so maybe you got the same email. Uh, it's a possibility, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm sure they're hitting up, you know, they just search for a term. Oh, and gathering, gathering intel. Yeah, exactly. That's good. All right. All right. So anyway, we'll have a full show next week on the 20th, uh, but uh, no, probably no show on the 27th. <laughs> well, we'll have something that will have occurred at NAB. Yeah. So the, each of the shows that we're going to do at NAB are going to have a different theme. Behind ah. them. The first one is going to be about kind of podcast distribution um, uh, type of topics. And then the second one on the 26th will be about podcast advertising and that that kind of overall topic. So, all right. Awesome. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, that'll be good. And then mm-hmm. immediately coming back off of, uh, Vegas, I go out to Dallas for, or, no, Austin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. For outlier. I'm going out for outlier speaking at outlier on the fifth, I guess on the sixth sometime. Mm-hmm. And, and then comes May and it's pure chaos the entire yeah. month. Oh, yeah. The wheels are coming off the car. Yeah. Quite- Quite literally. Yep. We will be, uh, <laughs> I'll be in Orlando twice for two different weeks in May. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a very, very, very busy month. So, yeah, I'm so gonna be in Sweden and then going to London and then going to Orlando. Ah, so what are, so are you now, uh, or what are you doing now at the show? I heard you said something about, are you speaking now at the show yeah. or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm speaking uh-huh. at the podcast show in London and then also, Radio Days Europe in Sweden in Malmo. So okay. I'm be do, doing something there and then coming back and we're doing the new new media show from Podfest. That's right. So we'll be doing so, live there as Orlando. well. Yeah. So busy, busy time for the show. Uh, and we're not talking much about podcasting. We're just plugging here. But right. uh, I hope uh, all of you will be at one of these events and come up and say hello and uh, and grab a sticker because I'm going to get some stickers made so we can have stickers for the show. Bring us your sticker as well, and yep. um, we'll we'll get you some get you some swag from the from the podcast. Um, yeah, it's a little bit like the old days, Todd. That's fantastic. Um, you know, ba- doing back to back events and when is this thing in June? Because I actually was trying to schedule some vacation from June and I didn't even realize what day that's June. I think it's June 11th. <sighs> just a one, one day event. All right. So, okay. Well, I guess I'll have to schedule vacation after the 11th. Called, <laughs> called Podstock is what, what it's called. All it's right. In, is it Trenton, New Jersey? I, believe. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, I, Guess I'm, I don't either. I'm still trying to work that out with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No my one, name showed knows, up on a, uh, we might even do something together. My name event, showed so. up on a poster and I was like, I know I saw your, I, I, your picture. I kind of scratched my head and I was like, I guess I agreed to go. 
it's not so, too far for you it, to it's, go. It's, yeah. Yeah. Well, Jersey. Yeah. Trenton. As a matter of fact, one of my executive producers in in Trenton. So Kirk. I yeah. I've never been to Trenton, so I'll 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 drive down from here. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll fly into Newark. I don't how far is New it from Newark to Trenton? I don't even know. Is it right there mm-hmm. close? I would imagine it's well, you're down a little closer to Philadelphia. Oh. So So you might want to fly into Philly then instead. I don't know. It's yeah. probably half one dozen the other, probably. It's an hour and 20 minutes. I'm looking at the Newark, New Jersey to Trenton, hour 20. Let's look for, let's look for Philly. To, that's about the same. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it's, it's kind a, of right in the middle. 57 minutes. So it's a little quicker. So mm-hmm. I guess it's easier to get into Philly than it is to get into, actually, I hate flying into Philly. I really do. Newark's not a whole lot better. <laughs> I guess I'll figure out which one has a cheaper car rental. <laughs> yeah, I just 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 went through Newark just on my last trip. So yeah. But um yeah, so lots going on here, lots going on with us. Uh we're we're now I mean, my team is I'm really, really pleased with my team right now. They're they're rocking it. So uh just, That's uh, good. Yeah. That's terrific news, Todd. It is, you know, and um, it's one of those things where, like, the dev team's almost moving faster than the marketing team. So it's like... Wow, that never happens. Yeah, it, it, you know, they got their ducks in a row. They're cruising. So it's good. It's, yeah. good. it's good to keep us on our toes. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Todd, did you know that uh, podcast is growing in China? I didn't realize that. Did you? Well, I would expect it would be a little bit. Um, the question <laughs> then is, uh, what are they listening to? Because the Great Firewall of China can't be allowing too much content through. They're not letting this show through. Oh, really? Well, well how would they? It's we're a freedom of speech show. You know? uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Anyone as, listening to this show in China? As As most people, I think. In so the, in, in the West or well, free speech. I saw that mention. And the question is 36,000 podcasts have been downloaded or streamed across China. Okay. Lizzie, one of the main podcast platforms was interviewed in Poland in January. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's a pretty small number though. You have to admit, <laughs> but you know, the question is what, were they Chinese speaking podcast or, right. or what? It doesn't really say what the yeah, topic there's was, not... but it's it's usually focused on you know fairly, you know, mm, entertainment education stuff. It doesn't. They certainly don't stray into politics. Yeah. Well, it's uh, yeah, definitely not politics, and not people that are bashing on the government of China either. So right. Arts and humanities. There you go. <laughs> definitely, definitely not the political piece uh, at right. all. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting. I mean, it is a lot of people that could get access to podcasting. It's it, it's unfortunate that it's not you know doing better there. But well, <laughs> when you can get hauled away for listening to the I wrong know, things, I I, well. <laughs> Yeah, or saying the wrong thing right. would be the other end of the spectrum. Right? Well, you know, or your the the firewall catches you listening to something. You, you go for a re-education. You may not get ghosted, but 
<laughs> you know, um, we've been running a uh, uh, an Instagram. We we uh, basically have a collab going on our Instagram account, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've never been a big, um, I guess, for another words, Instagram user. But I'm t- I'm pretty pretty amazed at some of the the work that goes into creating a reel or all this stuff that goes along with people creating Instagram stuff, it's almost as complex a process, I think, as creating a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, some of these folks do some pretty, uh, you know, and, they, and it's not like they just slap it, because anything about Instagram, you just slap something together, throw it up. But uh, folks that are really yeah. working hard, they, they, are, they are, are very, very creative. Yeah, well, it's the same thing that's going on in TikTok too. So, well, TikTok's a lot of copycats, and it is. Well, you know, and memes, dancing, memes that, and you right. know, and weird stuff, and news. What really is happening in the world? So, yeah, I, I would say that Instagram is more structured than free flowing TikTok. But then again, you know, people are are staging stuff. I staged some stuff when my grandchild was here this past weekend. I know. I saw lots of pictures coming out of you. Yeah. So I, 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 I had fun. Exciting. You know, it was kind of interesting because uh, my grandson is uh, 17 months and I set him down my lap and got my camera out to take a selfie. And he had his binky in uh, and uh, he pulled his binky out and said, cheese. And I just about fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? And I, of course, I was just taking a picture. I'm like, okay, we're going to restage this again. You know, and I started a video and I, you know, if I could have caught that real, you'd have seen my astonished look on my face. But his mother has shot so many pictures of them that they, you know, they're, they're, he's actually, um, as a 17 month own, he is a, um, how should I say it? He's already doing collaborations. He gets clothes from baby clothes companies. Wow. And he wears his future looks like he wears their line of clothing and she's very busy doing, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So he's, he's used to have being photographed. So he's very photographic, photogenic. That's amazing. That's great. great. Yeah. He's, he's, he's growing up in a different world than we did. Yeah. I told her, I says, why don't you get him a modeling job? She says, he doesn't need a modeling job. He's already has <laughs> He's one. got one. You know, modern day. It's not like magazines and, and commercials. It's all social media. Well, then, you know, in a couple of years, you'll have to get him going with a podcast. There you go. You know? Yeah. I think, so, I think that, I think my granddaughter will be the one doing a podcast. She's a, boy, she's a talker. She's a- <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's uh, quite entertaining, too. The stuff comes out of their mouth. Yeah, I would imagine. Hey, Todd, did you guys ever get, uh, I'm talking from a company perspective, did you guys ever work with Plex? Plex. Uh, ooh, well, let's let me, I got email open here. I don't think so. I don't think I ever worked yeah. with Plex. I had some discussion with them uh, back when they were thinking that they wanted to get started integrating podcasts into their their music and video platform that they have and like in the cars and then um, set top box type of experiences yeah. and stuff like that. Um, 
and they they took on podcasts, but they did kind of a half-hearted effort at it um, even back then. And so I guess they've now chosen to remove podcasts again from their service. This is kind of a rare, somewhat of a rare occurrence, uh, especially in the light of what's been happening with podcasting over the last couple of years. Um, but it, maybe it is a little bit of a sign of maybe, you know, some of these platforms that integrated in the, the gist of doing something hot and trendy didn't really fit long-term because they weren't willing to invest in, um, you know, maintaining them, right. keep it up to date, fixing bugs, all those kinds of things. And people stopped using it. I run a Plex media server on my Synology and yeah. it's okay. Does it, here's, there's a good question for the audience. What's an alternative to Plex? Because it's supposed to be a way where you can organize all your media, not just television right. media, but stuff that you've shot and images and all that right. stuff. Right, to share it to various devices. It's it's a pig. It's just so low. And maybe I'm just because I'm running it on my Synology. It's it's yeah. just underpowered. But um, yeah, I'm kind of curious. What is anybody else using anything different than Plex? It works okay, but it's just clunky. It's a it's a little bit of an antiquated concept given the fact that we yeah. all have, you know, like these one box and Google drives and stuff like that. Now that we can get access to well, all of content now anywhere. But if you've got like for me, I, Oh, I have an announcement, but let me say it first okay. because I wasn't getting good high speed internet. I was burning a lot of DVDs. Uh, so I was burning movies to have a collection because I the on-demand stuff was very very difficult for me to get and you know get the spinning wheel and mm -hmm. all this, um, and that's the primary reason I was running it. And actually, I was solicitating movies from people. I said, "You got old DVDs you want to do donate to me?" In fact, we'll still take. If you got DVDs laying around in a stack somewhere, I'll still take them. Um, <sighs> but my days of broadband hell are just about over. My Starlink dish was uh, approved. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. So I paid my uh, remaining uh, $439 wow. for my dish. And uh, I'm now awaiting shipment of that hardware to me. So uh paid the extra $99 for the roof mount stuff so we can mount it on a shingled roof. And I am very very excited to uh take possession of this beast so what kind of speeds are you anticipating out of that connection uh, anything any can, anything's better than what i've got now 15.3 oh, they're wow. saying they're saying 150 20 um but you know i'm sure it varies they they hope to have it be higher but mm -hmm. i'm paying 89 actually 93 dollars with tax right now for 15.3 and i'm going to pay 110 for whatever elon musk can deliver me but um i'm going to help contribute to his quest to go to mars and to pay for his ongoing hostile takeover of twitter <laughs> you're supporting him financially on this yeah absolutely you know and uh, getting out of broadband yeah, well, broadband hell tesla and i bought I got myself a Model Three, so yeah, so I'm I'm supporting him as well. So so uh, yeah, so let's uh, you know that that could be a 
interesting uh, development as well as a hostile take. You know, that <laughs> we haven't had a really good, fun, hostile takeover in a while. And uh, yeah. I hope he does. I hope he does a hostile takeover of Twitter. If nothing else, it'll be entertaining. It'll definitely be interesting. I mean, he's not limited now in how many shares he can have. I think no. if he accepted that board seat, he, they were capping him at it, about 15%. Yeah, 14.2. So, but he's under a lawsuit, of course, and everything now. And Hey, yeah, I, I do, uh, yeah. I do want to mention, and this is going to really make people's minds boggle a little bit, but I'm running an umbrel, U-M-B-R-E-L node on a Raspberry Pi. So what that allows me to do is run my own lightning node. Okay, I'm getting deep here in the weeds. Now you're geek, geeking out our audience now. Yeah. Now we're losing people. <laughs> and I have I have joined a ring of fire. Wow. That is what they actually call it. Wow. And we will have um, the ability, the four or five, five, or five or six of us that have formed this ring of fire to process exchange of satoshis oh okay yeah that's the purpose of it yeah Good. route satoshis in so she's so i'm basically running my own and someone that knows everything about this is gonna say you're saying it all wrong dummy but i guess it's my own node or node, you know, right yeah yeah and it's a pass through for transactions and, right? and believe me i yeah. know i'm going by pure like stupidity at this point i'm finding my way but I've got about $200 worth of uh, $200 because we have to we have to back the Satoshi node with uh, 500,000 Satoshis. We have to be able to, okay. each of us put in 500,000 Satoshis to make, and that's about like 200, around 200 bucks at current. That's to seed the whole network. To seed probably. it, yeah. Right. And, right. Uh, and then you charge transaction fees. So when people route through you, you earn a few Satoshis when people route through you. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can earn a little bit of money, but it's been quite this interesting experiment. This all started for me wanting to withdraw my Satoshis and figure out, okay, how do I, <laughs> how do I spend these things? <laughs> and I went total geek and went way, 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 way too deep. Didn't need to do any of this, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's pretty magic what happens when you have a wallet on like Coinbase <laughs> and you scan a QR code and, Bitcoin goes from one place to the other. FM, it's magic. You know, you're just like, right. and it shows up like not instantly, but like maybe an hour later. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, not instant. it's yeah. really quite a interesting concept here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm part of the ring of fire. I have my. Wow. <laughs> boy, boy, all these terms to describe it make it sound rather exciting. It does. It does sound yes. exciting. And it's, you know, I'm looking at a console with all these numbers, and I have no idea what 90% of it even means. But there is um, what I have learned from this is that we've got a long ways to go before the average podcaster is going to get their show boosted. Now our last show got a 500 Satoshi boost by somebody <laughs> and the previous show got 333 Satoshi boost. Um, it's not very much, it's a couple, maybe a buck or two, something like that. 
considering 500,000 is around $200. So if you can do the math, it was 50 cents, I think, for 500. So, <laughs> but yeah, so. It takes a lot of Satoshis to equal much. Huh? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it is an interesting concept and it's all part of the podcast 2.0 stuff. And I've been talking with the podcast. Well, I, I made a suggestion to the podcast 2.0 team. I basically said, we what we have at this point is a uh the geeks get it mm-hmm. and they understand but what we really got to do is we have to break this down what's trying to be accomplished because ed kind of led off a conversation with adam there was a back and forth between uh uh ed over at uh, podcasting uh what is his newsletter sorry ed Ed Ryan, um, podcast business journal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's like, there wasn't being talked about it. Podcast move evolutions and why not? And there was a back and a little back and forth with Dan, but I think what it is, is a, it's a, it's a part of its PR Mm -hmm. part of it's a PR problem about podcast 2.0 and people just don't fully understand it. And their eyes glaze over a little bit. On uh, some, you know, we all can understand what a tr- transcription tag is. That's pretty easy to explain. A location tag, we, that's kind of easy to explain, but it's not like you click a location on a map, you actually got to get the coordinates. You got to enter the coordinates into the tag. And there's, you know, there's things right. you have to do that most podcasters maybe won't be able to do. So right. there's just some stuff that is harder to make people understand the value it's just like this doing this uh, lightning node and all this stuff that i'm setting up the average podcaster will never do that but i'm trying to get a handle on okay what happens if we support podcasting 2.0 and we want our podcasters to get paid Mm -hmm. how do we support that in the hardware, right, and ru- are there alternative ways that we can facilitate that? Yeah, right? and the hardware I'm running right now is pretty low powered. It's just a Raspberry Pi, so I'd have to jump to some more sophisticated hardware if we ever to set something up where we would be the the holder of the coin, I guess what you would say, and um, be the you know allow the transactions to happen. But it's it's not not for the faint at heart. And considering that no colleges or anything are teaching blockchain, there's no, you know, blockchain is really one of those things where people are learning on their own and there's a whole bunch of stuff that has gone into this. And it's just, you know, I think for most podcasters, the other, you know, the geeks love it, but the rest of them are like, okay, I'll take a PayPal donation or a Patreon. It's just much easier. <laughs> well, it's in, in fact, it's almost easier to set up a, you know, credit card processing than, doing what I've done. It's a lot less complicated. Well, there's lots of payment methods now. There's a lot. <clears throat> Square, Yell. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of them out there now. Cash. Yeah. Cash app. But, um, yeah, and I think uh, the choices are going to become even <clears throat> larger as we look to the future. And blockchain certainly is going to have a role in that. NFTs seems to be picking up steam and in people's interests. I don't know that there's a lot of activity around NFTs, but I th- at least in the podcasting space, but I think there's a lot of interest in it. I've had some c- spinning up. 
Yeah, I've had some confidential conversations about NFT with someone else. I don't want to spoil, and I, I'm not under NDA, but I just don't want to, yeah. you know, that people are looking at this for podcasters. Yeah, they are, right. And trying to figure out how, you know, how do we do, how do, as an example, how do we sign an NFT to an episode? Right. And then what's the advantage of doing that? Is right. there a particular reason to do it? I, th- th- those are all, I mean, it's great to do something because it's cool, but it's another matter if you're trying to do things that are actually effective and, um, and trying to drive a particular agenda or goal or something like that. Yeah. And in this case, I think we would be building for the 1%, not the 99%. So. Yeah. And that's how it always starts too, right? I mean, can't start at the top with these things, but Todd, I also think it's interesting. The, the item in pod news today about Amazon music, I thought was a little interesting little twist given some of the things that I'm starting to hear in the podcasting space around caching Mm -hmm. uh, topics. Again, those are like a -a whack-a-mole type of situation in the podcasting space. They don't ever seem to entirely go away. They keep rearing their heads, but uh, I thought it was interesting that Amazon made it clear in their terms of service that they will not be caching any episodes. So I thought that was interesting little it, statement it, that they made. And considering that Spotify is with some shows, with some shows, usually self-hosted shows. Right. And there's others that are talking about it more seriously. I can't really share too much detail on that, but there, there is grumblings and rumors from a couple of big players that are playing around with this. Cause the reason that they do this is, and we've talked about this on the show a little bit, is kind of performance reasons and, you know, playback speed, that kind of stuff, yeah. how quick latency is, which I think is not really that important no. of an issue. But, uh, and then the other end of the spectrum is, uh, they just purely want to get in the ad business. Yeah. So. And if they host it, they can run dynamic uh, insertion yep. technology. Right. And, and I will say, too, there is a misinformation campaign going on mm. by certain, hmm, how should we call them, podcast hosts who, uh, who are saying, oh, you want to run advertising? You have to come over here and host with us. You can't have advertising mm. unless you're hosting with us. And uh, that's I, not true. And I just had a customer that uh, went back to them and said, no, I'm running my own ad insertion on Blueberry. Uh, They're IEB certified. Uh, Give me the host endorsed copy. We'll run it over here. It's it's an ad inserted spot, not baked in. Uh, We're not moving. And uh, the company said, well, tough. You can't have the advertising because... You're, you don't host with us. So it's a little bit of a game here. Yeah. And on top of that, I had a little birdie. And I'll go in complete confidence here. Um, tell me that this specific company, measurement numbers were a third lower than another measurement company who were both quote unquote IB certified. A third? A third lower. Wow. Like from 400,000 listens and downloads per episode to 140,000 listens and downloads on the other platform. Wow. And so when I hear that and 
combine that with you have to host over here to run ads, the little conspiracy brain of mine starts working overdrive. Is the platform that has the higher numbers the one that's saying that they have to you have to host with us? No. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, that's interesting. And that's where my conspiracy kicks in. Ah. And when I was asked which company's numbers I trusted the the most, based on the history I have with both of those companies. I would say that the original company with the original numbers was the company that I would trust. Hmm. That's an interesting twist on that story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is happening, but if you are being forced to move and your numbers go down by two thirds, Is something being played with? Uh, I I hate to speculate, Todd. So I'm being very careful not to say any names here. <laughs> yeah. Well, why why would a company do that? I guess is the next obvious question. Okay, right. so what's the advantage to them so, to coming out with lower numbers? So if they bill four hundred and only pay on one forty, guess what? They get to pocket some extra cash. Yes, they do. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. I wonder how. It's interesting how that might work. So what I encouraged that individual to do was to tell that podcaster, hey, why don't you uh, also run our stats and uh, let's see what they look like over on our end. So it, it brought up a conversation about, well, I better be careful because it, it someone will put two and plus two together. But right. I'll just say this. I want to see what our number, I know what our number is compared to the first source that I trust is I know what that Delta looks like. Well, but both of them are certified, right? There you go. That's the, that's, that's my concern. Well, just because you're certified doesn't mean you can't go in and change things. Doesn't preclude you from changing things in your back end. Yeah. Technically you're supposed to report that. I know. If you make a change, you have to go and say, "Hey, we made a change. We need to be, we need our, we need our back end relooked at." When we were when we were going through this last certification, the V two point one, or, I think or it's, are you saying that it could could be a human filter, not a algorithm? I have no idea. <laughs> so when I went through our newest, I shouldn't say I, when my dev team went through our latest certification with the IEB certification team. They, these individuals are very thorough. Mm-hmm. They Anyone that's went through this is a, you get a deep in the guts, look at the code line by line. You have to prove programmatically what you're saying is actually happening. And they go through every line of code. Mm-hmm. And that usually takes two or three days to get through all that code that does the processing and parsing of a log file. When we were getting our redirect certified, mm-hmm. we had to explain 
how we were getting a certified number. Right. And that took a long time to get through. That took an extra couple of months of going back and forth, questions, examining code, looking at models, looking at a variety of data. And I've said it on the show already, a hosted program, if you take a hosted program, let's take this show. Mm -hmm. This show's hosted program. And you look at those numbers I get a pure number with that. I know I know based upon the IAB rules what that listen and download number is. Mm-hmm. With a redirect, the data isn't as clear because mm-hmm. you don't have as much data. So you have right. to you have to build a model. Mm-hmm. And that model puts in rules, conventions for different players. And that model has to be validated. We have to validate our model every 90 days. We have to go back through, rerun the data, make sure that our percentages of discounts are in line. So a show that's on a pure redirect, at least at Blueberry, will be 10 to 15, 5 to 15% lower. Same show, same show hosted. If, if I take the hosted logs and the redirect logs, the redirect mm-hmm. logs will always have a 5 to 15% discount right? based upon the show makeup, based on the show listeners, based on the different players, based on how many's living in Google, Spotify, Apple, blah, 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 blah. There's this whole formula of stuff. And they'll never, ever, ever, you'll never get full credit on a redirect for your downloads. You always have a little bit of discount because we can't qualify it. It doesn't fit the model. So if we get a thousand downloads on hosted, probably the redirect downloads number will be eight fifty. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. following me. So yeah. when we were going through our IAB certification and getting all this data looked at. Well, redirect numbers are always a little less than there's there's direct. because there's no way you can qualify everything. You just right. can't. Well, you don't always capture all the data. Either. Well, That's you can, you don't always. Yeah, you capture a percentage of that data, and some stuff you get yep. a ping back. Sometimes you don't. It's there's there's all kinds mm-hmm. of crazy stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So, I know what we went through to have the host of stuff is simple. That was just a review. Yep, you're kicking out Apple Watch and these other things. But the redirect piece was what really took a, a long time to get the research. And um, if we went through that level of scrutiny, then everyone else should have went through the same level of scrutiny, whether they're running a redirect or doing hosted log files. Mm-hmm. So there should not be, in my opinion, big deltas on hosted log data. Mm-hmm. Anyone that's hosting media, those numbers should be pretty doggone close across mm-hmm. the space. No one's ever done a study to see how close they are. Yeah, but I think we've always assumed, Todd, too, that the numbers were never going to be exact. We know, so, but what right. is, what's the delta? What do you think the delta should be? Three percent, four percent, five percent. I always assume that's probably what it was. Was anywhere from two to three or four percent. But max. when someone goes over and, and their numbers are sixty-six percent less, that's, that's yeah. 
That's a big difference. That's huge. And that is, to me, the old, the old red sirens start going off. Right. And based on my history that I have with both of those groups, hmm. Well, let's also keep in mind, too, <laughs> the IAB certification is a guidelines. It's not a standard script. Um, strict standard, right? Uh, Not everybody does everything exactly the same. But it's called so, out in the certification what you have there's met. There's a range, there's right? A, there's a range of what you can do. Yeah, uh, and right. and we go deeper. We go right. we we, we go yeah. beyond what the spec allows. Mm-hmm. So if we go beyond the spec, and I consider my numbers to be the most cons- well, I consider what does it my mean to go beyond though. That's we the we filter heavier. We right. throw more so stuff your out. Are lower. Lower. Right. right. So I, I throw so I thought I'm pretty doggone conservative. Mm-hmm. And if if their numbers are really what they say they are and they're not doing any tinkering, then wow. Wow. Or is there monkey business afoot? That I would say that kind of a difference raises a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. I'm not sure that that's necessarily a great business model either, unless you're no. trying to scam scam people. <laughs> but, I'm not sure that it makes makes any sense to have a measurement platform that is so out of the but, norm. But again, I don't know all the circumstances, so that's why I said, "Come on, have that show." Throw our redirect on. I want to yeah, see, what see, what num- see what our numbers are. Right. Right. And so then and then if I come back with 156,000 or 146,000 or whatever the number was, or 130,000, then I will know that, or if I come and I have 390 or 385,000, I will know which of those two are playing if they are or they've got something seriously wrong right we're going to be we're going to be in some news tomorrow after talking about this but i don't think there's enough details here to to really dig too much into it but yet um, yeah (laughs) (laughs) the concept of it is the concept not, not good for the industry. no not good at all and, and you know, and I'm just that's the last thing we need right right now is to raise and, concerns. And I've just right. gotten this from an email exchange I've had with somebody in the space that brought, so it needs to be verified more. Right, right, that's true. So I don't want to point too many fingers, but right. the source I'm I trust. So, so is the platform that that it's being compared against? Would you say that's rock solid? The other platform. The originating? Right, right. To my knowledge, yes. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know at that level, right? But, again, having been in this space as long as we have been, we kind of know who. If they just said specific, I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't know how to count. You (laughs) You know, but as many people as gotten certified at this point, then we shouldn't see variations of 300,000. Well, well, we're still seeing podcast hosts claim to be compliant with IAB 
uh, podcast guidelines. So, well, I don't think that there are, I think the IB came pretty heavy on them. I haven't seen very much of that recently for those that actually haven't been through the process. Yeah. You know, and if they're folks claim that, so yeah, but we're, we're, we're just as good, you know? Yeah. Well, just as good, but where's your, you, you paid the, the five figure figure sum to go through the the, That's why the process. That's why a lot of them don't want to don't want to do it, right? I, I, there's it's a lot that expensive. have. There's very few that haven't. That's the thing that's right. got me bugged. This hasn't come up in a long time, so that's why it was. But again, it just raised some raised my ire a little bit because of some previous history <laughs> I have with the group that is. Right. Got the lower number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boy, I could write a really good book, but I don't know how I would do it without getting sued into the next century. Todd, you see that the Hot Pod newsletter has a new uh, lead writer now? Yes, I did. Ariel Shapira? Yeah. So, or Shapiro? Yeah. I, I did not read from Forbes. I didn't so. read any background on her. So where, she comes from Forbes. Forbes, right? That's some good credentials. And from uh, Viacom, CBS, Paramount, I guess. So All right. It's got a, got a little background with those two entities. So I yeah. guess I guess we'll we'll see what and uh, Mr. Courtney Holt has decided that uh, he's going to hang his hat up on uh, Spotify. I don't know if you saw that. I did, which is an interesting move. Are are people starting to now to jump ship? I don't know. I don't know if this is a sign of anything other than, you know, maybe Courtney has decided that, you know, it's time. I mean, he's actually leaving the the Podcast Academy board too. So I guess that this is a time of departure. (laughs) <laughs> so what's your uh, thought process on Apple uh, announcing follower counts? Um, I think it's another good data metric point uh, for podcasters to have an idea of what their actual uh, user engagement or listener engagement might be on their platform. Uh, I still don't think it's quite as deep of a commitment as subscribe was, but yeah, you know, I think it's, it's a step back from, the commitment of subscribe, which they are now reserving for their paid premium platform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which makes sense, but still, I don't think it's as much of a commitment, but you know what I've heard out of podcasters since that's been announced. What's that? Crickets. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> which yeah. makes you go. I know, does that mean that the podcasters <laughs> aren't really using podcast connect or is it that uh, they don't want to the, talk about the, it, that they don't, really see a lot of value in it i don't know i don't know i'm not quite sure which 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 one it is yeah precisely i I would love to have apple open that information up via an api and let me pull that out i think that would be the shiznis (laughs) (laughs) it would probably make it more useful information to more podcasters to have it integrated into the hosting platforms yeah Because then we could line it out by a specific app. Because again, this is only the Apple Podcast app that's being tracked. So it's right. just giving you a little insight here. 
Right. Just remember that when you go look at those numbers, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't count what's happening in Overcast, Pocket Cast, or any of those other devices. It's only what's happening on the Apple Podcast app. And Todd, I I know that the Apple Podcast folks don't don't really want to hear what I'm about to say, but Uh-oh. um but uh, I heard more talk at Podcast Movement about uh Android. So keep Android in your mind, Apple. So for the podcast app. <sighs> if they want to compete directly more with uh, Spotify, I think they need to do that. I, and I don't think they would disagree with the comment either. It's just, oh, is it going to be prioritized? I wouldn't hope. I, I personally, again, I have no inside information. Let me just make that very clear. I, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't think they'll do it. They did it with iTunes and Windows. Why wouldn't they do it with Android? Uh, Android's bigger than than Windows. What's ever was. What's the business model? Where's with subscriptions? Maybe there's a reason to do it because there's an opportunity to make money. Right. Um, so you could could blend in the premium subscription. Well, not really, because Google Play has the same rules. I guess it depends on the deal that you strike with. Right. Google Google, Google right. Play has the same rules as Apple as does Apple. as far as collecting the money. So Apple would have no financial incentive to do this because but could the content flow into Android, but the subscription not occur in Android? I don't think legally. They would then see it's, it's well, okay. So just as a, I, I, if I was a Spotify, I would want that to happen because then Sp- Apple, Spotify could come back and say, see, look what Apple has done. They have, they have avoided Google Play's uh, subscription percentage and went around, did an end around. Why can't we do an end around on Apple on, on, I, on the app store? And it, that's, they're not going to, they, nope, 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 nope. Legally, I think that would, that would probably uh, potentially upset the Apple cart when it comes to all these lawsuits going around with Apple collecting 30%. All right. That's yeah. at least my high level idea and why they, if they did do a pure app podcast app and no quote unquote subscriptions, yeah, maybe, but I don't think they could do the subscription piece on, they would have to forego their, their cut. So why would you spend developer time if you're not making any money and you, cause I don't think Spotify is really making is, are people doing well with subscriptions on Spotify? I haven't heard definitively. On that, hmm. I haven't Dad, heard you're but... you're frozen on my screen. Oh, am so I? I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, yeah, am I frozen? No, you're not frozen. You're moving around. Okay, so it's, it's coming just, from you. Then. Yeah, yeah. So let me let me do this. Did that help? Mm, nope. Oh, I'm trying to kick it here. So, well, we'll see if Skype falls out. Because usually that's an indication that uh, yeah, everything on the stream is running good. So. <clears throat> That's weird. Well, I could dial back in. Yeah, if if you want to, you can. Okay, I'll just do it really, really quick. All right. 
So, you know, you know, what's what's the poll here? What do you guys think? Do you think uh what's what's the chances of of Apple doing of doing an Android app? You see me now? Yeah, I mean Okay. I think I think from a market share move, I think it makes a lot of, especially when you think outside of the US. But and if you think about how big Android handsets are outside of the U.S. compared to Apple. Yeah, I don't know. You know, yeah. I, I maybe I have to get the guys in the bar at uh, Podcast Movement or at PodFest and, and uh, see if we, <laughs> if we can get a comment. They're, you know, they don't make comments. They're very, very careful to <laughs> not make comments. Oh, they certainly don't make any comments no. towards anything. No, like, never. Oh, that sounds like a good idea, yeah. <laughs> no, they never say that either. Yeah, they do. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, they no, do no, they don't. <laughs> they don't say that. They, they'll just smile or something. You know, they're not going <laughs> to... I guess it depends on... Who their drinks they've had, or who they're talking to? They're not going to do right. that because <laughs> we're going to come back here, and you know, especially if it's something where we haven't signed an NDA on, we can actually, you know, talk about it a little bit. So, well, yeah, well, and that's exactly what we did <laughs> uh, on something. Yeah, uh, on, on some things, right? On something. There's a bunch of other things we didn't do. That right. Much. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's always something more coming. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's always something in the pipeline. That's yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, but and I'm not even going to even let's stay. Let's leave that. <laughs> I don't want to be sued. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened yet. Uh, no, but there's always a first, and I would not be the one to want to be made an example of. Right. <laughs> But I don't know. I guess we'll see. So, what, by the way, so what what has driven your little conversation about an Apple app on Android? Where where, where did where did where were those whispers coming from? <laughs> whispers have always been there. <laughs> I not, know, I know. But not like what 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 for... what prompted you to bring this up today? I bring it up with them every time I see them. Oh well, it, yeah. Which right. hasn't been very often lately, but I know. Yeah. I think we all have said it to them, so it you know it is. I know. A, yeah, and they're probably getting sick and tired of hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they were if they were, uh, they got billions of dollars. Why don't they just buy one? Oh, oh, just buy an app for yeah. for Android. Yeah, yeah. just buy I an they app. Could do that. Right. Yeah, why not? You know, or buy it through a subsidiary or something. That's, I that's <laughs> an idea. Who would they buy, Todd? I don't have an Android app, so. Uh. Yeah, because you're on iOS like I am. Yeah. yeah. Well, Blueberry has a iOS and an Android app, but it's for private podcasting customers. I don't mm. need to build a podcasting app. You know, why would I? Why would I want to compete with Pocket Cast and Overcast and all those other folks? I I don't want to even consider it. That's Do dumb. we ever want to talk about uh, a, a YouTube on the show at all? Talk about what? YouTube. Why do we want to talk about YouTube? We're on YouTube. <laughs> um, 
what, you? YouTube podcast? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you know that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just put it this way. There, there, there are things that are being worked on. I guess. No. Well, I'm not right into any of that. Okay. <laughs> I don't have I don't have uh, friends in big places like that anymore. You don't? Yeah, the you the well, you know, the Google team has, you know, they've replaced almost everybody over there. Yeah, well, that's that's true. That is true. They have replaced pretty much everybody over there. I got a crackling going on in my ears. Is is this is that being heard in the stream? I hope not. I'm not hearing it on my end. Yeah, I think it's, I, I, here's what happens. This cable right here, about every year or so, I've run over it so many times with the chair of my, that I'm sitting on, <laughs> it starts getting, Fried. yeah, right. and I the have tractor. to, yeah, I have to replace it. So I've got one underneath the table right now that's coiled up. I need to throw in the trash can and this will be the second one. So I think that's what's going on. So have you been following the, the discussions about um, um, transcripts as of late? Oh, yes, I have. As a matter of fact, uh, yep, I That's have. a whole other depth of discussion. Right? Well, you know, here, here's the thing about transcripts. It's really broken down into three levels. Accessibility. Yep. Uh, brand safety. And advertising and targeting. Av advertising targeting. Yep. Those are the three buckets that we live in today. Yeah. Mostly. So for the average average podcaster, they don't care about advertising targeting. Um, Not unless they're on an advertising platform. Right. That uses it for that. Um, and they don't care about brand safety because they're not on advertising deals. Unless they're on advertising deals. Right. And so they care about accessibility. But, you know, I, this is this is a conversation that I keep having in my own head. I, I think, d don't get me wrong, I, I fully support having a transcript a associated with a podcast. But right. the question is... And this is where we have to have a conversation with um, those that are actually using transcripts because they are hearing impaired. There's 48 million people in the United States that have some sort of hearing impairment, whether they're wearing a hearing aid or right. in, in it's some a big number, it's a big it's number. A big number. Um, in the number of truly people that are deaf is much smaller, obviously, but yeah. I want to know, I want to know how are they using what we're providing currently and what's limited deployment? Are they reading the transcript? Are they using automated tools in Chrome to turn on trans? Because you can do this in Chrome. In accessibility, you can turn it on when audio plays. It will show you the transcript or a closed caption of audio content. Are they doing right. that? How, how are they? Cause it, it, that would mean someone has to watch 
their screen just as if they would watch YouTube. Because YouTube, I'm sure that's what, I'm sure that's, YouTube is very popular with people that are hearing impaired because they provide transcripts. So yeah, how... It's a closed close caption experience more than anything else. It, it is, but in TV, it's different. You're seeing stuff and there's a, you know, I've run closed captions when I couldn't have the television volume up before, you know, mm -hmm. uh, kids are sleeping or whatever. So how in podcast, because there's no, like this show, there's interactivity if you're watching it, but if you're listening, there's no, you, I think it would be pretty doggone boring. There's no context. There's no way to hear inflection. There's no way to know when someone is, the expression is gone. There's no, there's no, what you, what everyone's listening to now. They hear the inflection of my voice. They know where the passion is. They know if I'm bored. They know if I'm excited. But how do the hearing, and how do we, how do we impair that to the hearing impaired and make an, an, an immersive experience how do you get that out of text? I don't think you do. So do I mean, they... At this point with current technology that, that we have, until we have ways that we can activate the human brain more around um, flows of sound waves in different ways to go along with the transcript, I, I don't know how else you would do it. In, in television, you can see the expression. You can see the movement. You can see you can feel the vibe. From... Well, that's what's good about like what we're doing here. Right, like right, a, right. Like a video, right? So they could watch they us. They could watch us. And then see the transcripts at the same time. Right. right. And matter of fact, I've got it running right here. I'm watching Facebook and we're getting the, the transcripts up or this closed captions happening while we're live. So how are they consuming pre-recorded podcast? How are they consuming that now if there's a transcript available or if they're, I, I, I that's think, the question I, I want to answer. I think they're just reading it to be quite honest with you. Okay, then. That's the only way I could think of. I mean, if you think are, about how most podcasters have integrated transcripts, it's just basically a PDF. Are they reading it? Are, do, are they reading it? That's I the Because uh, yeah. to me. I mean, if it's a video show, you, you want those things to be merged. Right, together. right, right. But for just pure audio, pure audio, it's it's a stretch. And I, again, I don't live in a hearing impaired world, so I don't know. Well, so, but but Todd, what's the alternative? The alternative is, is nothing. Completely blocked. Right, right, right. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And so, and I'm going to get grief from people saying, well, provide it. It doesn't matter if we like it or there's no expression, just provide it. Well, and I think a lot of the hesitation that's existed, whether that's right or wrong, uh, there's two sides to this, um, is accuracy, right? The accuracy has gotten to the point now where um, it's pretty high. Yeah, it's getting up there. Yeah. I agree with you. But once you start moving into other languages, oh, that's a whole that's a whole different yeah accents. Um, it it blows it all apart. We we can't know? fix that. Right, right. We can't. That's going to take years of yeah programming, AI technology, processing ability to to walk that line. Yeah, I, I, that is without doubt. Yeah. So you know, it's it's something we're you know we're we're looking at it. Yeah, we've been actively looking at it this issue for a couple of years now. Well, it's, you know, 
it's, it's it's getting a little frustrating in a way. Because... Well, it's also to the point was, all right, let me, if, if I want the best, if I want the best transcription automated. I think it's like 93, 94% is the best I've seen. Yeah, you get around the 95% rate. Let's say we get to the yeah. best. That's uh, probably wholesale. Probably, if you're if you're just selling it as an add-on, mm-hmm. that's probably a buck forty uh, an hour, dollar forty an hour. Now, if you that's not too bad though. If you wrap it into your service, and you're going to convert um a million minutes a month, then you're probably, it's actually not that big of a discount. It's maybe, you've got a little bit of a bill on your hands. It's 80 cents an hour, maybe, maybe 60 Mm -hmm. cents if you're doing high, 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 high volume. Mm -hmm. So, so if you look at a podcast hosting pricing, and let's say a person's doing 10 hours, yeah, it's a good it's a good percentage. It could be ten bucks that would if if I was to include that as yeah, considering a lot of hosting plans are between five and fifteen bucks. Right. right. So there's no way there's no way I can survive financially by giving it away. So let's say I say okay, let's make it a third party. You flip the switch, you pay the bill. Right. How many podcasters are going to pay? Buck fifty to two dollars an hour to do that. I agree with you. All right, so I think conscious, conscientious podcasters will do that for two dollars an hour. I've also been thinking that this is really the area of the listening platforms to solve. Well, but okay, so let's go back then. Then are podcasters willing to see a Ten dollar increase on their hosting bills. Well, I guess you really have to look at what you're getting out of that, right? What's the purpose of having transcripts that are part of your hosting plaque? I mean, what's what's the benefit? Currently, the, benefit? the only benefit for ninety seven percent of podcasters is accessibility. Accessibility, and it's available as a link to a PDF file the, or an SRT file or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, right, exactly. Because it's not going to be unless we all do a bunch of integrations with the listening platforms, which some are pulling transcripts already for some of the shows that they have, at least we're going to be providing that to them for them to use. Well, it costs the listening platforms money to do this too. Who do they? Yeah. But some, some of these companies have, mm, I guess bigger bank accounts, lots oh, oh, more computer but, resources. But, but, Rob, but Rob, right. who right. who's the players out there that do transcription at at bulk? Amazon, Amazon, Google, Google. Rev. I would say Apple's probably another one. But Apple ha- doesn't have that commercially available. No, it's not. Okay, so you've but they got could do it. So it's still. And it, Pandora is another one. So. I bet you Pandora's using someone else. Well, that's what most of these guys are doing. Even, even, um, even, uh, the Adori labs platform in 
at Podcast Movement was talking about how they did an integration in with another transcript providing platform. I I believe it was Rev is what it's called. And and then I know that the Descript platform works with Rev as well. Right. So these are separate tech companies right. that are providing that technology into other tools. But but still right. you, you go right on Rev's website and you go to enterprise pricing and you can see what the right. per hour cost is at the base level. Right. But it isn't like hosting. You know, when, when you're moving petabytes of data, you get mm-hmm. economy of scale that really goes like really down. Yeah. It doesn't, that doesn't, economy of scale in transcripts, you only, it doesn't go that far. No, <laughs> it, do, it, it does it, it, it only goes like a little bit. Well, it's, it, there isn't really a, a real scale discount. It all is proportional. So, oh, you get a scale just down if you're doing five million minutes an hour a, just, a month, just on the bandwidth on, uh, on the volume of right. transcription, right? But you know, we, we know how many minutes Blueberry mm-hmm. customers are doing a month, and when I priced that bill out, that was like a <gasps> that was a right. that was like a gasper, right. And if I, if I take that number and I amortize that, I don't know if that's the right word. If I amortize that across the entire customer base, I have to raise prices. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can do it for free right now. I can't. Right. But if I tell the podcasters, you have to pay X number of dollars a month because we're going to give you a transcript more. And they said, well, right. we don't need it. I don't, I'll go somewhere else. I'll host with another platform that doesn't make me pay for this included. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, if I was a Spotify <laughs> with deep pockets or an Apple or a Google, well, this is just a rounding error, you know, but for a small company like mine, that's a big, big damn number. And, and it did come out a couple of days ago. Um, Spotify says that they'll continue losing money from their podcasting acquisitions in 2022, but should begin to make a profit at a time not too far away. L- let me give everyone an idea. I'll just put my cards on the table. I'll put my cards on the table to do transcripts included right. with the package with for my podcasters today and the volume of minutes that we're doing, right. it would be six hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. That's the bill. It's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Six hundred and fifty thousand dollars is what it would cost me a year to give every one of my customers free. 95% quality, closed caption quality transcripts. Mm-hmm. That's with volume discounts. That's a number. That is a number. Yeah. So that goes straight to the bottom line. <laughs> that's right. That's just like minus $650,000. Right, right. You know, so 
Okay, so what do I do? If six, if 95% of them say, I don't give a crap, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, Todd, lay off 10 employees. There you go. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying if. I know. So, yeah. so. Well, that's the choice you have to make, right? That's, oh, yeah. Everyone thinks that, hey, you're free podcasting. Yeah, it, it, it costs nothing to do this. Right. Yeah, right. So, see, see my dilemma here. No mm -hmm. one's talked real numbers. I, mean, I, I just put it on the table. So, do I then go back and say, for the 5, 6, 7, 10% of you that want it, I'm going to charge you a buck 50 an hour for your transcripts in 95% accuracy. You'll get it an SRT file that's closed caption quality and you're going to have yeah. to pay for it. Yeah. I think that the tough question is, is that if you do it that way, guess what? You're not turning your platform on to be, um, you know, compliant with the ADA stuff. Right. But, I'm, I don't, I'm not in a situation where my, my hosts are run majority of them on their own .com. Right. That's true. That's true. Right. Yeah. It's not like 95% of my shows are at blueberry.com forward slash some uh, for you guys and Podbean and Buzzsprout. You guys, that's, that's, and I have a percentage of shows that are on blueberry.com too. Right. So it's not like we're exempt. Well, hopefully part of this discussion that we were talking about is as time has gone by, the, the, the utilitarian aspects of this maybe can be fully deployed in a platform too. If, if you can drive greater targeting with your advertising, then maybe there's, but, but the, again, there's some a, additional value to the network. Okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Only 3% of shows are being advertised. Right. Okay. That's so. Good. Then just turn it on for the shows that <laughs> have advertising. Right? The that I don't. We're I'm not sure a, what the answer is. Yeah, we're between a rock and a hard place. Is what we're between. Right. Right. And it gets back to what's the purpose of a host? Um, our our only distribution play here is off of like a web player. Right. That's us too. Web players. Right. And the, I hate to say, but the web player is a pretty small piece of the distribution. Very, very small part. It could easily be axed. Right. Um, <laughs> if, if this issue um, comes to full fruition, right? Um, and we say, podcaster, you're responsible for your own player and your own, you know, I don't want to do right? that. That can happen too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But 650,000 a year. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. That's, that's a tough one. Especially, you know, if it's for the hundred percent and a hundred percent fully employ it and fully use it and everything, then maybe, but. Well, and I think what, what happened here with last week is, you know, Brian Barletta from sounds profitable, put out this comment about how, 
Transcripts should be mandatory. Right? Um, okay, that's a. I've at this point, if you as a podcaster have to make that decision, as you building your brand and making your show accessible on your sites, I think you have to decide whether or not that is a valid statement or not. It's really easy to say it should be mandatory. It is. Yeah. It's really I mean, easy to it's say. It's a it. whole, whole article from April 12th, transcripts as a requirement for podcast advertising. That's, oh, for, well. That's a pretty qualified statement, right? But it's, I think what was taking, taken in the, in the pod news was that it's, you know, should it be a mandatory in podcasts? So I think there is a difference between having it available to be used with podcast advertising per se. Advertising though, again, let's back up again. Right. W what are you going to get sued into the dirt for? accessibility you're not going to get sued into the dirt because an advertiser's pissed off you don't have a transcript to be able to do a word run through to look for words like f u or you well, know or brand, brand safety. safety stuff right and and contextual targeting are yeah. the right the two things and i think what we're trying to do is come up with ways that these can be used that drive value that can justify the investment right into these type of, um, solutions here. Um, cause I'm not sure that the podcast hosting platforms, it makes sense for a lot of them to invest a lot in this, to make it available to everyone. I think what most of our thinking is that they, they'll make it as a paid subscription service. Yep. Yep. And I believe that that's all that's been done at this point in uh -huh. most places. Yeah. Right. I can't, I can't pay that bill if I wanted to it, that, that, that's right. That's uh, we don't run on you, you know, podcast hosting companies print money, don't you know? We have no bills, right? We so, have no overhead, yeah. So, here's another quote it says, I, I truly believe no advertiser should buy inventory on a podcast that does not include transcriptions of their episodes. It's insane. We've been doing that since since the beginning why why do they need transcriptions for advertising why it's because the advertisers are being greedy of course they are hell with them they also d don't want us to use d dynamic insertion either <laughs> tough so they can have ads live yeah. in the shows yeah. and the content forever for 90 percent of shows it doesn't matter well, uh, that's true, but for the small number of shows that, you know, and who wants old ads in your content? 90% of podcasts deliver 90% of their lifetime downloads within the first 96 hours that they're online. Yeah, End of statement. Yeah. So, you know, oh, you gotta, you have to, you can't, you have to use ad insertion. Well, for 90% of shows, you don't. Because no one's listening later. Right. Well, that's for using it with archives, right? Right. Yeah. And if you really are worried about it, then keep a master file when you create the show and then have the ad in it. And then 
three months later, re-upload the file, erase the one that has the ad in it, and don't worry about it. Right. Don't incur the cost. If you have long tail content that is getting significant downloads month after month, absolutely pay for ad insertion. This is the sure. thing. This is the thing that drives me insane. Is it one one thing fits all here? You got to everyone has to do this. Well, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. Well, this industry has never operated that way where everybody does the same well, thing. <laughs> you know, We've all been a bunch of stray cats. That you know, br- run off br- Brian's being fed some stuff by advertisers. Why, why, why does a show have to have a transcript? Why? Because the, the my job, if I'm selling inventory, my job is a person that gets the RFP that does the reporting, my job is, number one, I'm the one that's responsible for protecting the brand. I'm responsible for checking on the reads. I'm the one that's responsible to make sure stuff is delivered as it's supposed to be. I'm the one responsible for brand safety. I'm not going to put a show on an ad buy that is going to cause that advertiser to say, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. But no, no one's willing to do that work. They want it all automated. Right. And what's not being considered here is that it's it, it's not entirely practical to shift that burden onto the hosting platforms. No. Because it has limited use um, with a limited set of shows. Yep. Now, some shows will want to use it uh, to put on their, their website, right? Just like what well, happens on your platform, I'm sure. People well, pull the transcript and cut and paste it into their webpage. Don't do that, by the way. <laughs> well, that's a whole other discussion, right? Right. Uh, whatever you post from a transcript needs to be uh, groomed. <laughs> Let's put it to you that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, Keep, I, I'm just, you know. Don't I, just put it up raw. And why is that, Todd? Oh. Being quiet. <laughs> You're being quiet. <laughs> that never happens. I'm just, uh, I'm, at, I'm at a point where um, I have to do what's best for the 97% of podcasters that I serve. And if you become a podcaster that needs to take advertising and are being forced to do attribution, provide transcripts, all this other stuff, then that's on you to take care of that and pay right. for that. Yeah. And it's, it's not a tr- tremendously motivating factor to say that, uh, yeah, providing transcripts, can simply prevent you from being sued. That's the motivation, right? That, would... That's actually, but they're not going to come after a Joe Schmo podcaster. Right. No, they, they, who'd they go after? iHeart. Not yeah. to say that they won't at some point. And, they, and again, I think it's, I think it's a good practice of a very, of, of a podcaster to have a transcript of their show to, right. to increase accessibility. Don't get me wrong. I mean, because we generally 
coming out of the origins of the podcast and want to do things because it's the right thing to do for the listener and the content creator. But don't not so much for the advertiser or some big entity. Um, but you know, I guess there is a factor here, I guess, you know, where do most listeners listen to their content? They listen to it on big listening platforms. Mm -hmm. They don't listen to it on our little web player because that's, that's really the only place that it's going to be. It's the only exposure. Right. It's, I don't even think Spotify or Apple are even going to take our transcript and do anything. No, they're not. Cause they're going to run it through their engine. Yeah. So who are we actually doing this for? And for how many people are we actually doing this for? We're doing or, it. We're doing or are we it, just doing it to check somebody's a, box? As a, as a host, we're doing this right. for those that have a web player on their website. That's it. Well, that's not the only reason that we're, that we would do it. I think it would be to do do the right thing here. Mm-hmm. But really, how many people use our tools, our listening tools, to listen to a show? Well, I know the exact percentage. For it's by like, show by show, <laughs> five five percent probably, if that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not sure beating up on the hosting platforms is really. We're the easy targets. Really, going to bring you the results you want either. Right. You know, if if the real reason to do this is advertisers and listeners, then. Okay, I, it's easier to justify the position of advertisers, right? If you have shows on your platform and you want to, to make them better targeted or whatever that advertising technology is, it certainly can make sense to start doing these kinds of things. And I, I, I'm not necessarily opposed to that, but looking at us as listening platforms and uh, applying this methodology is, is a little bit of a stretch, Mm-hmm. Cause we're not listening platforms. No, we're not really. So we're delivery platforms, right? But I just think there's going to be a lot more pressure on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, um, Pandora, Stitcher to do this before us. Right. Does yeah. that make more sense? I think think so. Yeah. But on the advertising side that, you know, if we want to play in the advertising game, we probably have to think about this. Maybe there's another use case. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you don't think we've gotten ourselves in trouble here, have we? Oh, I think we have. I'm just being being real and honest about it. I mean, yeah. I think it's 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 not like I haven't looked at this. <laughs> that's that's what we do on this show. It's it's not that we don't want to do the right thing. Yeah, we do. So, you know, we'll keep looking at it and we'll keep trying to figure out a way to make it work. Meanwhile, if someone wants to come in with six hundred fifty grand a year, <laughs> give me a grant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, well, don't you guys have a tag in your web player right now that can link to a PDF? 
No, of not, a transcript? Not, not in the web player. We do not, but you don't. we're looking okay. at that. Yeah. Because I think we've, we're looking at that too. Yeah. So, and if, if that can be done, because I mean, our, our platforms currently support PDF right now. So mm -hmm. it's really just a matter of getting a transcript and exporting it into a PDF file and posting a link at the end of the day. It's not a, a huge technology hurdle, but it is a, I, I think a burden it, on the content. Creators I think there is something problem. a little more elegant that can be done, but then again, you, you, then you're on a situation where that, that, that tag will have to be on or off depending on each episode and when the transcript is actually assigned to it. But are we considered to be doing the right thing in the market, Todd, to just have a, transcript generated regardless of its accuracy and made available off of a web player or off of a website link and that checks the box or is there a greater expectation here it's a closed caption is what everybody wants in the web players right well if you're going to create the pdf it says just a, it's not a, much of a step to get a json value of that transcript with, and read it right onto the screen. Right, right. Right. Yeah. So. But I think it would make for a heavier lift on the web player. Mm, so each, each time that web player downloads, it's going to download. Yeah. Quite, quite a bit more payload. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you don't have to execute it until you hit play too. So it's not right. like you have to put that right. payload. It's gonna, it's, it's going to stream it to the player right, probably. Right, right, right. But it will definitely move. It'll cause traffic at how many ever bytes. You know, I think Carson in text is almost nothing compared to everything else. Yeah, yeah. So, so, oh, no, almost no overhead. Right. So, I think that there's definite intent on doing this. Uh, I know I've been working on it. Um, talking to companies about transcripts for the last two years. So, and I continue to get contacts from them every day. I'm sure you do too. I do too. And, you know, yeah. uh, be honest with you, everyone is chasing one player in the space. And uh, the pricing is about the same across all of them. And they have a varying degrees of, of, of accuracy. Right. And for, you know, the difference between 85 and 95% accuracy is this much in cost. Right, right. Yeah. Because everyone's got better transcripts and they're willing to run comparison studies. And then, you, you know, it's then what they right. really deliver is two different things. So, yeah. And clean audio, your accuracy, once the audio quality goes down. So that's, that's a little bit on the on the podcaster to do a better job of creating good quality audio. Too. Yeah. So if they want to get a good transcript. Yeah. And it's uh again, it's a it's a big bill. Yep. And uh, you know they have to be shifted to the podcaster, unfortunately. And I, the way I'm thinking, I'm looking to. Um to approach this as is that it's definitely going to be one of those things where we're going to have to, um, I, I can't incur that currently. I can't incur that cost. Mm -hmm. 
maybe on certain plans I can. Maybe on a pro customers I can absorb it. Yeah. But someone that's paying twelve dollars a month for an account and has eight hours of content, it mm-hmm. you know, financially it can't give it away. Yeah. All right, we're over. We're way over. Yep. Wow. All right. Okay. So what say you? We've been kind of frank here. I showed my, and if my bill was $650,000, Libsyn's would be about three or four million. Yeah. We'll see on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, it's a, it's a pretty serious subject. And it's yeah. something that all of us have been thinking a lot about for many years. So don't get the impression that this hasn't been something that's no. been on our plates for no. a long time. No, so not at all. And it's not that we don't care about it. We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so also we wouldn't spend so much time trying to figure it out. Yeah. So. All right. Well, everyone, thank you. I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek news on Twitter. Yeah. I'm on Twitter too, at Rob Greenlee. And you can find me there as well as send me an email if you want, Rob G at Lipson.com. And more than happy to hear from you and um, talk about anything that you might want to share with us. We can always take those tips and little tidbits of information that you might hear out there and talk about on the show. But, you know, we've got some cool episodes coming up. I know I was planning on having some, some guests on, on the show. Maybe I'll pull in a guest for next week before we head off to Vegas. So we'll see. Well, with that, we'll try to have some links in the uh, show notes, um, linking to the event, the meetup in Vegas, and uh, our schedule for uh, NEB Live. Uh, if you want to come sit in the audience with us, we will not be streaming live. But um, at the same time, uh, again, reminder, we've got the uh, the Podcast Movement Evolutions video up on the website at newmediashow.com. Mm-hmm. It's in mm-hmm. the feed now as well. And... Yep. Uh, Oh, take our survey. I haven't checked to see how many responses we had, but please take our survey. The link will be up in the show notes is that as well. So we want to okay. keep uh, from our listener survey. So All right. All okay. Right. I'll go fill that out too. Yeah, absolutely. Skew skew the results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for being here. We'll see you All next right. time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.